Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Saves by Night. Negligence is our first story arc for our campaign that takes place in 2010 in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota. Follow Ophelia, a Toreador played by Alex, Jonathan, a Venture played by David, Katow, a Gangrel played by Quinn, and William, a Venture played by Slavic, as they are pulled out of their seclusion and tasked to investigate a series of gruesome murders. If you'd like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Jonathan Chase and Ophelia Juno, you guys are still in Rebecca Ortiz's apartment investigating. You guys haven't found everything yet that I told you guys found, so I'm going to cut to Katow and uh, William here, and we're going to we're going to go further from there. William, we left off with the fact uh, you spoke to, and what was that gentleman's name again? Horatio. Um... Horatio. Yep, you spoke to Horatio. He said he's going to uh, get, get with the maid, set a time to talk. It probably won't be tonight, obviously, but he'll let you know. And William, you had your not-too-pleasant experience talking to Ramona's mother. What do you two want to do from there? I'll have William go first. Kind of step out of her brownstone apartment, yeah. realizing that didn't go as planned. What's your next step? Uh, I'll probably go get some blood, I guess. All right. So you can go spend the rest of the evening. You're going to call someone from your herd. I take it. Go back to your apartment. Katow is kind of getting later, too. Is there anything you want to do, or do you just want to meet up with the guys the next day? Well, um, yeah, I'll just head back to the restaurant. So they're like, hey, yeah, you got this and this and this and then that. Okay. We'll actually say it's probably around four, so it's probably best to call them before heading over there because you're not even sure if they're there yet. Yep. Okay, I'll do that. And you guys get a phone call towards the end of you finding your guys' stuff. Who are you going to call? Are you going to call Ophelia or are you going to call uh, Chase? Ophelia. All right, Ophelia, your phone rings like right about the time you guys are leaving. I'd say it's about 3.34 in the morning. You have about a couple hours left of sunlight. Yeah, great. Sure, I'll uh, pick up my phone. Hello? Hey, Ophelia, it's uh, Kaida over here. Uh, I got something oh, hey. that interesting. So it turns, I know a few people who uh, managed to, uh, like one of the people who found the bodies, a uh, maid by the name of uh, Cynthia. Cynthia. Okay. What did you find? Well, not too much yet. I just, just uh, she, uh, she's been given the sick leave because of uh, finding the bodies. Not usually, well, it happens more often than you think, but it's not a pleasant thing in any, any case. So yeah. Uh, so right now the, Plan is I'm gonna either get gonna get into contact with the donor within like a I don't know how long maybe a day or two and so okay uh, sure so we can see see what see what we can see out of her sure I mean you don't want me to go and talk to her are you you're happy handling that uh I'm not the most people person out there gotcha sure I mean if you give me the details I'm happy to go over and. I won't do it at 4 a.m. obviously, but you know maybe tomorrow night. Yes, that would be appreciated. Okay, you send me a text with the details, and I can take care of that. Thanks for calling. 
no problem. William, how much are you taking from your herd? And what do you currently, uh, I guess, what do you add after you take from your herd? Perhaps you had to take two blood coins, blood coins tapped. You're, you're full, you said you're maxed out now at 10? No, I'm not maxed out. Katal, you are going back to your haven, I take it. What's your current blood points right now? Uh, my current blood pool is uh, seven. John, what's your uh, blood pool currently right now? Seven. And you, Juno? Eight. What are you doing, Jonathan Chase? I'm going to collect all the um, data from the apartment. And okay, I'll hold so, on to that USB as well. So when you say data, do you mean the pictures that Ophelia has? Or you guys, are, you start noticing Ophelia when you guys are leaving that. So you got a USB drive and you have yeah. those pictures. And then there's some stuff Dave found at the desk, including the phone number of the, the person who used to work with Rebecca on that USB drive. Dave put, Ramona. uh, yeah, Ramona, excuse me. There's a friend of hers that Dave had a phone number. He could kind of tell as a coworker. He just sees that it says her name is Star, but doesn't say anything else, but like a last name or anything like that. And then you guys have the customer client list that is on the USB drive that Dave had added after he got into her computer there. So yeah, I'm going to add the uh, contact list and the client list, and I'll keep the USB and the pictures. Are you okay with that, Ophelia? Yeah, sure. He's the he's the uh, analyst dude, you know. <laughs> All right. So what what are you guys going to plan to do before? Are you guys just going to meet up tomorrow back at your restaurant? Or and and let's not forget your restaurant. Is, well, how late is your restaurant open to in the evening, anyways? Uh, I'd, I'd say about ten. About yeah, ten. Closes at ten. Yeah. All right. So we can't so. out. Cleaners will be there till you know the supervisor will be there till ten thirty, eleven cleaning. But you so. got your own office in there and everything too, right? Sure. All right. So it's <laughs> up to you guys. <laughs> it's up to you guys to decide, but we'll we'll take it from here. So the next morning, is there anything anyone else needs to do before they go to to their havens and rest? I'm gonna handle those. Um, emails and contacts that we covered so you all wake up and you all spend spend one blood pool waking up so go ahead and mark that off please so what are you all going to do we'll go first with ophelia okay what what time is it what time do we wake up roughly roughly i'd say probably seven o'clock in the evening seven o'clock i wouldn't mind going out and feeding while the restaurant's still running let's do some feeding so where are you going to go try feeding from uh uh let me think yeah, I want to go down. I'll go see like a dock that I can go down to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. All right. So you're going to go try to go down because there are three rivers in the Twin Cities. You got the Minnesota River and, you know, there is definitely a docking area there. We will call that lower income area or warehouse area. We'll call it a warehouse area. So I'll need you to roll a perception difficulty six, four and six. One success. Good job. So uh, you uh, are coming along the dock area. You see kind of a worker who is on his own. Looks like he's, he's closing up a union shop kind of area, like, you know, where kind of the union guys hang out when they're waiting for work to come in on the docks. He's, he's locking up. He's kind of the, your normal construction type. How, how are you going to go about doing this? Yeah, I'll just go up and uh, I'm guessing he's in like a little office or something, is he? Yeah, he's locking up. Of course, he catches your eyes and we don't really have to go through the role playing because you rolled the success but i take yeah, it that sure. you're going to use your you're going to use your assets and uh yeah i'm going <laughs> to pretend to be pretend to be lost and ask if i can get some directions i'll say from out of town you know etc and then kind of lure him off somewhere secluded and have a feast yeah yeah you can actually take him in the office there and what you can you can take up to two to three and make him pretty much just feel like you know what i mean that he had a just a little tired or tired you know like he needs to go to bed early it's your call yeah 
Right. Yep, yep, I'll get him. You know, he's had a long day at work. I'll tell him he needs to go home and sleep it off. Maybe he's, he hasn't had enough lunch or something. How much are you going to take? How much can I take without? Well, uh, you can take two to three is kind of like rushing, but two is usually a safe spot, you know, to yeah, take. Yeah, I'll go two. All right. And then I'll, I'll uh, clean up his wound so that it's not noticeable. All right, sweet. So you take two. Uh, there you go. You're at nine right now. Jonathan Chase, what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to call up Leo, tell him he needs to hurry his shit up. Hello? This is C. Well, can I, well, can I help you, man? I'm working on the order I got you. Uh, well, I need it pronto, so you need to move move <laughs> along with that. You're making this hard on me. First, you kind of hit me up with, a, with frankly, an off-the-wall order like this, which I've never had to do for you before. And then now you're telling me that Thursday is not good enough for you. Listen, man, at most, I could probably get to you Wednesday, but it's going to cost you even more. So you can deal with Thursday and your off-the-wall request that you're asking, or you can pay me two grand more, and I could probably push it. But again, I want to stress to you, this stuff's not going to hold up if anyone tries to verify any of it. You know that, right? Yeah, this, this is fine. Um, I'm not going to pay two grand for a one-day difference. Look, look what you're asking from me. You're asking for me to forge documents to look like federal documents here and, and gun permits. Well, what am I supposed to do here? You act like I could just like shoot this out my ass. I got a revolving customer base. You're a valued customer, granted, but this is kind of an awful wall request here, man. Is this not something I can snap my fingers with? I'm not the only one who's even working on this. I got people who have to do work for me too, you know? All right. Well, can you get me any of this stuff sooner aside from the documents? I could get you the gun and I could get you the permit sooner, but, but like the, and the flashlight and the lock pick. Yeah. I get you that shit on Wednesday. It's just fucking these two false identifications that you want. They're going to take a little bit. All right. Get it moving. All right. Cool. All right. I'll get to you Wednesday. Is that good? Yeah. Wednesday's good. Did you hang up on him? Yeah. I want to hang up on this guy. All right. Next. What is going on, Katow? Uh oh. Um, I think I'm also going to be going out and feeding while having my dog along. All right. So I need you to, where are you going to try feeding that man around your neighborhood there? Yep. All right, we'll say it's the slums. I need you to roll a perception difficulty five because you're a lower income bohemian. All right, one success. Do you see a guy walking along while you're walking with your dog? You notice your dog, though, and and to be honest, your dog's not the normal kind of mutt. It's it's very aggressive, almost like an untrained pit bull at times, you know, due to you infusing it with your vitae, uh, which is – not really going to bring out the best qualities of an animal. But you do find someone uh, who's walking along. It's actually a street walker. She's kind of just doing her thing. It's crazy, though, because it's winter, and she's as bundled up as she can to try to remain as anorexically somewhat what she believes to be attractive going on. So that's exactly uh, what's going on there. You can take a couple points from her. I'm going to roll a roll here. Hold on. Much self-control. Your dog, while you're feeding her, starts trying to attack her. It's not a botch, you know what I mean? But definitely interrupts you to where you can only get a single blood point uh, okay. from her without drawing kind of attention, all right? Yeah, keeping keeping quiet is more important than uh, being able to feed at least for now, at least. Yeah, so you got one blood point from it. Man, you're lucky you didn't botch that. That would have been an ugly scene, man. <laughs> yeah, but, we're uh, investigating three murders. All right, uh, William, you awaken? Uh, I'm probably going to call Jonathan. All right, Jonathan, your phone rings after you get off the phone with Leo. This is Mr. Chase. Hello, Mr. Chase. This is Mr. Strother. I'm calling about the business proposition. Yeah. uh, In fact, 
I have a, a job that I'm going to be doing here very shortly, and maybe we can use this job as a dry run to work out any kinks before we move forward with any of the uh, larger possible accounts. Very well. So the, the way I figure it is, is I will, I will be the individual that gets into these places, and um, we can work out some way of either writing a, a, a program, either a program or something that can go in and collect the data that we're looking for, and then we can use your expertise to take that data and turn it into a profitable piece of material. As long as you provide the necessary access and documents, I am sure this will be a very beneficial enterprise. Outstanding. Also, um, I can get some additional documents for you for uh, a nominal investment fee that will make things move a little further with our current endeavors. Very well. We shall speak about it later. Okay. I'll see you at Juno's then. So are you all heading to Juno's, I take it? Yeah. All right. Miss Juno, are you aware of this? Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've received the text. Hey, uh, just before, you know, around about after I fed 8, 8.30, I wanted to give the maid a call if that was possible before this went down. Actually, uh, that maid, Katow's waiting to get a call from his friend with the meeting time and place for the maid. So you'll find out about that when, when that comes around. Sure. So you guys are all heading to Juno's. Juno, I take it you got a marked off private area, or where are you guys going to all meet while your business is open? And by the way, it is Sunday, November eighth, two thousand nine. Um, I can, I'll let the uh, shift manager know that I was having a business meeting, and that's why a couple of guys in suits might turn up, and then uh, a rough looking Asian kind of biker dude. Oh <laughs> no, I'm not quite biker. I know not, biker. Not biker. I'm not quite there. Yet. I'm like quasi biker. Yeah, right. All right. A couple of guys in suits. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave so them you, out the back. We'll be up and upstairs. Oh, you're gonna be upstairs. All right, cool. So you guys yeah. go all meet up up to the back to a private area in there. You guys all kind of show up roughly at the same time. All right, you guys start the scene. Boom. Sure, yeah. I've I've just got my laptop set up there if anyone needs to use it and uh you know, whatever pictures or whatever else we found uh on a table. So yeah. All right. I guess I'll go first. Uh from yesterday it appears what we found so far is that uh Mrs. Ortiz was working as a high price call girl and um yeah, that's about it. So <laughs> I think where we need to go now is we want to, we need to go and look at Paul's apartment and see if we can't find any information that may tie these two together aside from the tattoo. Sure, yeah. Um, what I would absolutely. also consider is perhaps, uh, we could get the detective to, um, start running around for us at uh, tattoo parlors to see if any tattoo artists are familiar with this uh, insignia. Right, and he'll report back to you on that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll contact him at a later point this evening and see if I can't uh, convince him to be of an assistance. You know, um, we could I could turn up at tattoo parlors with a picture of the tattoo we found, asking to get it done, and see if I can get a reaction out of anyone. 
All right. So are you guys going together to go investigate Paul Hughes or what, what, what are you guys going to do about that? What time's the maid meeting with you, Kaitao? Still no word yet. Still no word. Okay. Well, let's move his unit then. Sure. Are you guys uh, <laughs> taking two separate cars or riding individually or what? Yeah, I'll let's go with take... Chase because we're familiar. Yeah. All right. Two separate cars it is. So you guys are rolling. Philia. Yeah. Why don't you uh, smile at me real quick? I'm going to take a snapshot with my Why? <laughs> Any particular reason? I'll shoot him a stern look, an icy cold look. The complex that you guys come rolling up to. It's the cold, brisk evening still. It snowed a little bit during the day, so uh, you guys are actually see a light dusting along the road. You guys walk into the apartment. Uh, you know the address to be room 201. You take it as you guys walk in there. It's probably on the second floor. When you first walk in, there's actually a glass door that you have to pull open, and then there's some like wall-mounted mailboxes that are usually used. You see kind of dirty salt from the road and footprints as if people had been in there throughout the day. The glass door, the glass, the second glass door that you have to open up to get to the stairwell is unlocked. So you guys are able to go in there. You can either go straight, which looks like it's a hallway door. You see like a, you see a glass little meshed window, meaning meshes like the iron or the fence linking within the glass. So in case it's broke and then uh, you, or you can go right up the stairs. The stairs are like an orange carpeting that faintly smells like cigarette smoke and urine. So at, uh, which, where are you guys going to go, sir? Hmm. Let's take the, the urine stairs. All right. So you, you walk up these stairs where like a couple of the light bulbs up are kind of out, kind of leaves this darker, grimy feeling, not definitely as high class as the Ellsworth Towers. You get to the second floor. You got to go up two flights and you get to the second floor hallway, a door, you open it up. And you see that there's a long a hallway with about three rooms on each side. Goes like two odds on one end, evens on the other. Same nasty yellow or excuse me, orange carpeting. Uh, the walls are painted yellow and the doors look like they were meant at one time to look like they're made of wood. But instead it's chipped brown paint with kind of like a, a darker metal underneath. So and these are metal doors? Yeah, they're like met- when I when I say metal, they're not like thick metal they're just got they're thicker than your normal wood i mean they're they're metal but they're not like pure one inch uh-huh. deep metal they're just metal frames if that makes sense you know mm-hmm. like they use in low income yeah. apartments 201 is as you could tell is towards the end probably in the right corner all right we'll be lined for that all right you guys start walking forward you notice that your your, your footsteps are kind of muffled a little bit but it, the the your noise echoes as you get to the door uh it looked like at one point there was police tape around there you can kind of tell it's been cut there's like on the upper left there's a little bit like hanging from there like they didn't do too much to clean out of it all right i'm assuming the door is locked obviously yeah you check the door it's locked anybody think they can uh, open this I'll give it a go. I'll have a look. I say, you know, uh, when I was in college, didn't always have, you know, I wasn't exactly a high-class prostitute in college, so sometimes I had to you know, <laughs> get, get what I wanted by other means. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, stick a bobby. Sorry, what did you say your current profession was? <laughs> Musician. <laughs> I thought I heard something's different. <laughs> go for it. I said. <laughs> Yeah, I'll stick a bobby pin in the lock and try to do it. So let's get a dexterity and security roll 
difficult for Oof. So you're sitting oh. in there trying to work this bobby pin into the lock, and as you feel it snap in there, and you realize that now that you're probably not going to be able to work on it afterwards because the, the part of the bobby pin got lodged in there. All right, I'll play it off. I'll be like, oh, the lock must have been tampered with, you know. At, as you're in the middle of talking, you hear the door behind you open up, and you kind of see, like, a face of a female, like, her eyes like she's trying you see the also the chain for the door like it bangs open and you see her <laughs> eye kind of a female eye and a nose look out at you guys while you're talking so everyone roll the perception alertness difficulty six. i got one success <clears throat> oh, oh shit did, did you fucking botch again <laughs> yep no successes katal botched everyone botched <laughs> I didn't botch. No, I no, no. I know Dave's got one success, but it's like I got uh, a success right now. So two people botched. One person, two people. One person just failed, and the other got a success. So as you guys are sitting there all talking all loud, you, you continue conversation. You notice that Dave. You notice at the corner of your eyes, you see like an eyeball like staring at you guys from in between the door. Go ahead, keep talking, guys. Oh, please, oh, businessman, yeah. don't bother us. Don't don't worry about us. Uh, I think police business in this place will make them worry. <laughs> you guys totally don't notice this female there too while he's talking. You're like, yeah. and you just hear kind of a meek voice. Are you? What? What? what they were already here. What? What do you need? Well, we're following up on some information, some additional information that has turned up through our case. What? 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 what what's turned up? I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm not authorized to give that information to you at this time. Don't you, don't you have the keys to get in there, though? No. I, they... gave, I gave you guys a spare set that I had. Do you have the name of the detective that you gave those keys to? Yes, his name was uh, Detective Burroughs. But, I mean, if you guys need me to let you in again, I can. Absolutely. And do you see that? This, you hear it rattling and the, the door open up. You see this chick. She looks like she's probably 50, but really she may be 25. Just years oh of drinking God. and smoking. Her skin, her capillaries and her skin kind of busted out. Her hair looks like it's had one too many sessions of one too many sessions of harsh bleach to it. Like it's falling apart. The roots are coming out, but like she, she's trying to pretend like she's a blonde. Mm-hmm. She has uh, just kind of like a grimy uh, t-shirt on with some jeans that look like they were probably purchased like 10 years ago. She wipes her nose on the back of her forearm while she's walking out with a set of keys. And she, as she's coming to buy, she's trying to warm her way through. You see her get to the door and she's like trying to sit there and fiddle with it. You know, Paul wasn't that bad of a guy, right? And she's sitting there trying to mess with it because it's taking a little bit longer than usual because there's something jammed in there. <laughs> It's not, we just try to investigate, find the truth in the facts, ma'am. We don't really have, well, that's our place to judge. That's the lawyers. She turns around, looks at you and goes, you're kind of odd looking. What are you, like an undercover or something? She's sitting there messing with it. <laughs> yes, no one ever expected the agent. That's why it's good. And she just kind of raises her eyebrows while she's sitting there still trying to mess with it. Finally, you hear the lock click and the door opens up. She turns around. She'd be like, so what, what, what else is there to look for here? I mean, Thank is you. there anything I can help you with or what? I mean, I know he had his drug problems and everything, but, but won't, won't squared away, so I don't know there. what else is going to Why don't you three go take a look in there? I'll, I'll talk to this woman. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. So while you guys go through, you go in there, we'll go ahead and play out you talking to this lady. Okay, what kind of drug problem did uh, Paul have? 
I mean, you probably probably name it, he probably did it, but for the most part, I th- he was pretty much a heroin addict, I would think, too, at least from what I could tell. Did he have lots of friends visit here? Uh, he had that fucking dealer of his all the time, but... Well, what was his name? I don't know his name. I mean... Can I get people- a description of him, please? Yeah, he's a black guy. Uh, he... Basically, he kind of has a shaved head, maybe medium built. People call him little, but I mean, he's average size, but. About his height? Maybe like six feet. Very aggressive guy, though. Not, not too keen of him. Kinda, I kind of stay clear of him. Due to my clientele in this place, he kind of has been known to visit a lot. Do you see him around any other place? Do you know where he may be hanging out? No, I honestly, I stay away from that guy. He had, Paul had a friend, though, who say, who, she stays on the third floor, though. Her name's Gina. Gina. And what room is she in? She's in 302. She's fucking pointless, too, but at least she pays her goddamn rent on time. The thing that's sad about this fucking guy, though, of course, is when he gets his shit straight, he starts paying his rent on time, and then some asshole decides to kill him, right? That's what happened, right? He got murdered over some drug shit? I'm not at liberty to share any of those details at this time. <laughs> you guys are clammed up. She turns around and walks back in and closes the door. Should right, you all walk in and close the door behind me? Okay, as you guys walk in and close the door... Sure, I damn, crack I in the window to let some of the smell out. So you're yeah. cracking the window. You guys walk into the apartment. There's a uh, there's a little walkthrough, like a little walkway. There's a, a door right to the left. As you go in, there's a living room. The living room is very small. It has a uh, like a burgundy old used car, uh, used couch that looks like it could have been purchased at Goodwill. Uh, there, there's an old older tube TV that has a DVD player connected to it that's on like a movable TV stand. There's stacks of, there's a stacks of magazines on the dining room table that is in the living room because there's not really a dining room area uh, that has a bunch of magazines, papers. You see a cigarette ashtray that is stacked with uh, used cigarettes. Uh, you see a bunch of soda bottles around there. And then also you see to the right, there looks like a counter area where there's a small kitchen. You can't really make out because it's kind of dark. There's really no light on. The only light that you guys have when you first walk in there is the light from behind. But there's a light switch on the left right next to the closet door. Yeah, I'll click the light on. All right, so you click the light on, and there's a fluorescent light that comes on. And, like, the, the little walkway that leads, like, there's a living room, but it kind of goes by the side of the living room into the kitchen area. And it lights up the the two rooms I just described there. The light is clicked on. What are you doing first, Ophelia? You said you're going to go crack the window? Yeah, I'm guessing the place stinks. So, you know, yeah, it kind of smells like I'm cigarette smoke. We don't have to breathe. <laughs> it's a toy <laughs> over, man. Uh, what are you yeah. doing, Katow? Uh, Well, um, I think I'm going to check, out, check around like the walls because I kind of overhear the conversation out uh, by the front door, by the door, them mentioning the drug thing. They're like, I know, yeah, I, you hear them mentioning drugs. You can hear that. You can hear them saying, "Yeah, yeah." And you heard drug acts. So you're gonna do a search for drugs? Or just like you know, just secret compartments in the place. We like. Yeah. So where would you hide drugs in this place? Give me I'll a ask. perception, alertness, difficulty. Uh, excuse me, perception, investigation, difficulty six. Okay. Just while he's looking around, I'll, I'll also mention, oh, "Hey, we found we found a uh, hidey place at the other apartment too." So you have two successes as you're looking around. Uh, you're kind of like lifting up couch cushions. Uh, you're moving around the TV thing, the stand with the TV on there, the table. You're kind of pushing things around. And uh, you're noticing that there's a baseboard in the corner by where the table, like there's a baseboard with the r- carpet. 
and the car and by the way there's carpet in there but it's very dirty carpet they kind of think it might have been white or excuse me gray or tan at one time but it's really hard to distinguish and you notice the end of the carpet sticking out a little bit so you kind of tug it there and you find a baggie of let's see what's your uh what's your intelligence and streetwise uh that's two what uh you, do you have streetwise or no no i don't have streetwise you don't have streetwise so you can it's a plus one difficulty. Let's do uh, intelligence difficulty eight. Hey. All right. You, you from what you've seen and read on TV or whatever, you kind of think this might be heroin, a baggie of heroin. There. You don't know how much it's worth or anything to that extent. Okay. What are you doing, William, while he's doing that? Isn't heroin usually kept in like uh, balloons? Yeah, it's uh, like a baggie. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. But it's a good amount, though. It's not your normal. You know what I mean? Not not like a normal. Single use, you would guess, but what are you doing next, William? Okay, I guess I wanted to take a look around behind furniture and stuff. See if you know. Yeah, let me let me get a, a perception of excuse me, perception investigation difficulty seven. How many successes did you get? Two. All right. As you're digging around, you find you're, you're starting to look behind stuff. You really don't find anything. You're digging through the papers, but something kind of sticks out. It's like almost like a brochure in a way. But it has a similar symbol to the tattoo that you found. But there looks like there's a there's a there's a verse that is written down on there. All right, so I'm going to read off what the verse says. It says, "Tremble, O you children of Cain! Tremble, O you children of Seth! Mother's coming, mother's here, with the lessons of madness and hands full of blood. She comes to make the world anew." Yeah, I'm probably going to tell them like we have a problem, guys. And this is the point where you walk in, Dave, where you hear him say that. Uh, you know, I look like, oh, fuck, this this is big. And I read the poem out loud. So. Now, you guys don't uh, can't equivocate. The only thing that obviously stands out and you kind of and you guys aren't very fucking familiar with this. You don't know, but yeah. you just kind of heard that there was a term canine that was used to describe your kind before, you know, but no one's ever sat you down, told you the book and not or any on that jazz. Looks like my cold idea is like, just like, just going up and up and up and up. Who the fuck is Seth? <laughs> kind of suicide cult. Do I? I don't know names. Like, what kind of name is that anyway? Sorry, was the word Lilith in the verse? No, not in the verse. No, just the symbol was kind of by there. Uh, like, is this... What is it written on? It's it's like almost like a pamphlet that was created, like to be handed out. You know. Okay. Let me see it's the like pamphlet. Dave or... William asks, or William? Uh... Yeah, I'll just hand it to him. Okay, so it's a pamphlet, right? Is there like yeah. a meeting place or contact information on nah, this pamphlet? there's a pamphlet that has like the symbol superimposed background. It looked like it was good eggshell quality. I was asking if there was any contact information on no, it. No, nothing like that. I hold, I hold up like the bag of heroin. I'm like, how does this guy go from buying this to that? I point out like the pamphlet. Like, how does how does he get connected with this? Ran into somebody. Ran into the wrong person. AA meetings. I little bad like yeah they ain't working out for him oh <laughs> speaking of which kato hmm you don't make up cover stories no more all right if anybody asks you're on a police tag along and why because you suck at it i just stare at him just quietly just like also unlike the last apartment which was high class i'm a bit tentative with this one i don't really want to get myself too soiled by this yeah. dude's place i'm yeah, gonna give that- the the apartment a quick once over. All right, give me a perception investigation difficulty seven. 
Okay, that looks like it'll work. Uh, oh, wow. How many successes? Four. Four successes. So you're looking around through the papers, and you notice that uh, you see a couple, like, paycheck stubs for uh, analytics medical solution, like you did some kind of work for them. But as you're looking through the pay stub, you see that was just catering for a couple events that they had. What's the catering company? Oh, it's called uh, Friendly Food Solutions. I'm not liking where this is going. This is, I'm not liking where this is going. Analytical medical solutions. And there's nothing else around here? No, no, that's about it that you find. He's not hiding anything in his AC vents? No, no. Katal, the, the drug hound, would have found that, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, I put the heroin in my pocket. I'm just going to give Kato a glance. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, make a quick stop by room 302 and GTFO. <laughs> so you guys make it upstairs. Uh, you're going upstairs to the uh, third floor to knock on 302. The door's answered. You see a, uh Asian female. She's about uh, 100 and five pounds looks like she should really at least be 120 130 pounds uh her skin is uh not the normal complexion it should be it looks almost like she has jaundice she kind of has bags under her eyes looks like she hasn't been keeping good care of herself you notice her eyelids are very kind of droopy right now she's standing there like what what do you want and she kind of like she's trying to stay still holding on to her the door handle evening gina yeah I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about Paul, if you have a moment. <laughs> Are you the cops? Yes, I'm working with the police department. So we can either have the conversation here or we can have it downtown. I really don't want to drive downtown, though. Do you? No, 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 no. She, she tries to open her eyes. She like even smacks herself upside her head to try to like get herself awake a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, come in, come in. And you just she kind of turns around and walks and you see like a uh in her living room which is frankly rather disgusting it looks like there's garbage and trash all over the place you kind of see some roaches crawling along the wall there you see that there she looks like she was probably sitting down or laying down on this old flower pattern grandmother type couch that has stains all over it there's a tv on that has some uh you know some kind of 90 early 90s sitcom playing uh with the volume too low and you even see where on the coffee table that's in front of the couch there looks like there were her works that she was using like a syringe and you kind of see like a belt that she had used to tie her arm off you see like a little like a little cap of a 40 ounce beer bottle that looked like she was using to burn her fix in and as she kind of walks by she's trying to take like a some garbage and kind of cover that stuff up yeah i'm gonna walk over and just kind of move her garbage off of it and she just sits on the couch and she's like what i thought we were just gonna talk like i thought we're just gonna talk right well we are gonna talk uh, okay, so how long did you uh, know let's Paul? talk then. Just, please, I, come on. I, I've, I've known Paul for like, please, I don't want to get told my kids in foster care. I could get them back. Just don't, don't do this to me, please. Stick to the answers that I ask questions for. How long did you know Paul? And you see, you know, I've, I've known Paul for about two years. As you see, she kind of like grabs like this little like care bear looking stuffed animal that you can only assume might have belonged to her kid, and she kind of, like, brings it close to her chest there. And what kind of work did Paul do? He, well, you know, he was, for for a while now, he hasn't been doing the, the junk, and he, he was doing jobs, different kind of jobs. I mean, before, though, he wasn't wasn't really working. He was, you know, pull tricks sometimes if he needed to to get shit, but, 
He hasn't done that for at least like six or seven months. Have you seen him get any tattoos lately? <laughs> no, I actually he thinks he's too good to talk to us. He tries to talk to me and tell me I need to get my life straight, but fuck him. Was he knows he wasn't that good when he's all fucking blowing guys over there in the fucking down the block just to get some fucking smack from Little. So he hasn't had a job for the last half a year. Well, he's been wor- he's been doing real jobs, I guess, for the last half a year. But before that, he was just doing what we all do to get our fix. Did he mention uh, something uh, with the cleaning up? Did he mention something concrete? A company? A job? No, he said he was just trying to find job. He said he was more worried about his journey. He said he just wanted to make his journey better. And, and work was just to help him support his journey, cleaning his life and opening his eyes up to what's really around him. Has he started yeah, hanging that- around with any new people? Fuck if I know. He didn't. He, I think. I don't know. He was never home. Every time I tried to go and see if he could, like, you know, give me a, a little bump or give me some cigarettes or just help me with some cash, he was. He wasn't really there. I'd run into him once in a while when he'd come home. When was the last time you saw Little? Why? Listen, I don't want. I'll help you guys out, but seriously, I don't want to. You're you're putting me in a hard fucking situation here. Put my hand out in front of Katal. They just they just stare at him for like a long minute. They're like, no. Nah. I'm gonna look at the pocket that he stuffed the shit in. Like, I'm just saying, I'm not doing this. Don't make this. me pull your leash. Oh, we're going for that joke. I see. Okay, so while these two are having their moment, I'm just don't worry. We'll make sure. Uh, you, you, oh. you don't you don't understand him. He's gonna beat my ass. He's gonna fucking he might kill me if I open my fucking mouth. Know. Don't worry. We'll take care of it. He, he's been fucking nuts lately. Like the last fucking two, three years, he's been fucking acting like a psychopath. I don't want to fucking piss him off. Okay, I use, I say chill and use the command power. Dominant? Yeah. Manipulation plus intimidation. Wait, what's the difficulty? Our current willpower, yeah, that's like a two. Yeah, so I get three successes there. You see, she kind of takes a deep breath. <sighs> And this guy sinks into her couch and holds on to that, that dirty, grimy teddy bear that she was holding on to. Yeah, it's all going to be fine. Tell us where he is. We'll take care of it. So what do you want to know about him? Just where he's at. He's always around. He's, I, don't, I got a... I got a, 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 a How do you a, contact him? You I get go talk, from him. I go talk to one of his guys on the corner down two blocks. What's his name? I don't. I, we just call him T. T. What does he look like? He's a short black guy. He has a big parka jacket on. You just like, described a third of the people in the Twin Cities. Has a t- has Timberland boots. Kind of wears like a, a green beanie on his head. The park guy's green. T with the green. Yeah, I guess. You can't tell him. Please don't tell him. I told you this. Don't worry. You get out of this place much? No. Why? I'm going to pull the pamphlet out that I found in Paul's. And you see her trying to focus on it like she's leaning forward. She's like with the dominate. anything like this before? No. What? No. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Can I remain behind when these other guys leave just for a minute? My humanity's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Kicking in. the beast of me here. I just want to like approach her and kind of tell her just, just. Out of pity, almost, kind of just tell her she she needs to get her shit together for her kids, and I'll just be like, look, look, look at your life. Like, do, is this really what you want to be doing? 
Yes. You can see that the dominate effects are still on her, but you see that like there's some the like her tears start coming down her eyes. Like she wants to sob, but she can't really sob. Yeah. But it's like I've tried so many times and I can't. I can't. I uh, every time I try to take one step forward, I'm always pushed back three steps, no matter what. Yeah, can I use like presence and empathy to try and make kind of an impact on her? And just let me see. What's your presence uh, level? That's only one. Presence one. I just want to kind of try to impress uh, on her. Let me see here. All right. So give me a yeah charisma and performance difficulty seven. Now are you gonna? Uh, so that I got six for those two. Six. All right. Ooh. All right. She's just totally zoned in on you now. I'm like a hundred percent. Like like you're almost like a, a spotlight, like a storm light for you know what I mean, like a watchtower. She's just zoned yeah. in on you. Yeah, I'm kind of just holding her hand, uh, you know, just empathizing with her a bit. You know, I'm finding it pretty hard being in this dirty shithole. I'm not really used <laughs> to this kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I'm taking pity on her. I'm really feeling for her because she's got kids and the way she's holding that beer kind of. Tucked up my heart strings a bit. She's like, I just, I just need a, like an opportunity to like, if I could just work or something. But every time I try to get a job and it's like, I get fired because of this stuff. I just need a new start, a clean start, and that would just help me out. That'd be it. I'll tell her if she can, uh, if she can get into rehab and stay off the smack for a month. I'll give her a job at the restaurant. She's I'll like, tell her that straight up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and she's like, you can see she kind of gets this odd like sense of energy, and she's like starts digging around all of her shit and finds like a pen, and like writes down her cell phone number and gives it to you. Here's my cell phone number. Okay. Call me in a month. I won't even call you. You call me in a month, and I swear I'll prove that I've been in rehab. Okay. Do it for your kids. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I'll uh, I'll give her a little, uh, reluctantly give her a hug. Without trying to get too much of a stink on me. Okay. You you give her a hug and, and, and you walk off. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts? Or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want. Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.